Hello, hey, hey, bonjour, I'm Gwen Lafage, and this is B2B Marketing Fika, a series of casual interviews with B2B marketers in Europe. Real stories, real tips from the people who are actually doing the real work on the ground. Let's grab a coffee and a bully and let's get started. Hello, hi Lindsay, how are you doing? Good, how are you? Yeah, pretty good. Um, do you want to start by telling us a little bit about you and what you do? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, my name is Lindsay Hiratskouk, and I'm a marketing and branding consultant and a native English copywriter. And uh, I work with clients to work on their brand identity, communications concepts, redoing websites, doing campaigns, you name it. Um, and I've been doing this work for over 10 years. Uh, so I've worked with big brands like iZettle, Tink, Ikea, Absolute Vodka, Volvo, those types. And then a million years ago, before I moved to Sweden and uh, moved to the dark side, became a marketer, I was a journalist for the Associated Press. So, uh, so yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. And now you like, uh, you're a consultant, right? Working with a bunch yeah, of I, uh, companies. I picked the, the best time to move into consulting beginning of February. <laughs> so I had been head of content at Tink, uh, heading up their content marketing efforts and uh, leading a team of designers and copywriters there and uh, decided it was time to move on and finish there in early February and moved over to consulting just in time for the global health pandemic. But um, so far, so good. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> so right now you're working with some um, B2B tech companies, right? And um, so what... Um, what have you seen changing, I guess, in the past, like, six weeks? Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, you know, I think it's a mix, right? There's some companies who, depending on where they started um, this pandemic, where they've sort of kept going. So I'm working with one B2B tech company now that was undergoing a big rebrand and a brand identity project to define, you know, what was their brand going to look like. Um, and they had just gotten funding right before the pandemic hit. So they really wanted to use this time to make sure that these foundations were in place, um, which I think is a really smart move, uh, considering that it's not business as usual. And, uh, you know, companies, especially when it comes to marketing, have a little bit more time in their hand, on their hands to focus on the foundations. Um, so it's actually a really good time for that. Um, and then, of course, there's the flip side of it where there's some crisis communications um, and I wouldn't say, you know, crisis communications is the term, but I wouldn't say it's necessarily crisis, but it's how do you talk to your customers in a meaningful way in the middle of something that is so unprecedented and try to uh, figure out a way to be relevant for them in a way that doesn't feel, you know, like you're taking advantage of a situation. Um, so it's been both. And then, of course, there's the obvious, which is pulling back on marketing altogether and pausing projects that they had planned to do uh, in order to get their feet under them and figure out what is this going to look like in the next two, three, six months to a year. Mm. Um, so it's a little bit of hesitation as well, trying to see what's going to happen next. Yeah, so it really goes kind of both ways. Some company that take the, the, the time to really think things through and work on their brand and, um, and the foundation and some that are kind of pulling back in pressing pose, I guess, on, on marketing budget and campaigns. And, um, and do you, what do you see in terms of like the, the content? Because I think like a lot of the content plan that that company have put together 
have probably had to completely change, right? Like you cannot communicate in the same way. You can and you can't, right? So it depends on your business. I think I've seen some companies that continue with their content marketing efforts uh, the same way that they have done before. Their editorial calendar doesn't look like it's changed, the same subjects um, that they're trying to sort of be thought leaders around or, you know, create value around. But um, I think in the beginning of the crisis, it looked a little tone deaf because there was such a hysteria around the pandemic. Um, but now I think that people are starting to settle into this and companies are able to kind of go back to the playbook that they've had when it comes to content marketing and continue on the path that they've been on. But I think that there's an interesting shift or an opportunity that, that these companies can grasp if they choose to, which is that, you know, the opportunity to communicate with customers now in a really authentic and meaningful way is there. There's never been an opportunity in our generation to where everybody's in the same boat. Everybody is in the same situation trying to figure out what's going to happen. And you have a world of people who are all dealing with the same one issue. And what it means is that there's an opportunity to talk to your customers in a much more direct and personal way and in a much more relevant way because all of a sudden you've taken maybe a diverse group of personas that you're used to talking to and you now can sort of narrow it down. I mean, there's still those individual needs in terms of uh, what kind of products or services you're selling them to, but the reality of their daily life, everybody's in the same boat. So if you take the opportunity to really communicate, you find a way to communicate authentically with your customers. And, and what I mean by that is, what are they worried about? What are they scared about? What kind of future are they trying to plan for? And then tailoring your content to that. And like I said, because everybody's in the same boat, you're being relevant for everybody. And there's never been a marketing opportunity like that before. And I don't mean it in an opportunistic way. I actually mean it in quite a humane way. We are all scared. We are all feeling unsure and overwhelmed. And as a business, if you can take that opportunity to really connect person to person, which is what we always try to do and not always succeed at doing, um, I think you have a better chance at um, creating that connection now more than ever before if you do it right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's really true. And I think that's the brand that probably will make it or will be remembered, I guess, are the one that managed to communicate on that very human level and be more authentic, I guess, than, than the others, right? Like there's, yeah. I mean, this fine balance between, um, between, yeah, not being toned ass, but also acknowledging the situation and trying to connect with your customer that are just other human being in the same boat. <laughs> and I mean, the authenticity part of it is just one part, right? The reason why content marketing is successful, the reason why, marketing is successful is because you are doing something to provide value for your customers. And if you can now at this time when people need that value more than ever, they need that guidance. How do I get through this? How can you help me see the light at the end of the tunnel of this situation? And you can provide that value generously and authentically you're going to put yourself in a completely different situation. Um, so if the focus is on, your customer and what they really need right now. And, and that's the thing. 
you've got the time too. I mean, there are some businesses who are going to be, who are scrambling to figure out how to manage this. Probably more true a few weeks ago than it is now. I think everybody's kind of starting to find uh, a little bit of where the ground zero is in all this. Um, but no customer expects a business to operate business as usual. Nobody's expecting the same level of content, the same level of interaction, the same volume of things that you're putting out. So you really do have an opportunity to take a step back, reduce the frequency, start having some conversations with customers, start understanding what can you give them now that's really going to help them, and then start creating that. Yeah. So less pressure maybe to kind of produce, 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 and more time to think and produce quality content instead of just demand of content just because you have to, right? Exactly. I mean, people are spending all this time in front of their computer and they're also completely inundated with messages, whether it be the news or whether it be businesses trying to communicate with their customers, your email box is overflowing with promotional things. Um, but, but if you can figure out a way to provide real value. And that really requires, you know, and this is something that every business should do, regardless of whether there's a global health pandemic or not, but especially now, is to, to take a big step away from what's important for you as a business and step away a bit from your KPI of like, oh, we want to generate more leads and sort of look at the other side of it. Like in this crisis where everyone is united in this same situation, what do they need us? What is it that they want? What can we do to help them? And then create from that place. And of course, that will always you know, answer back to a KPI that you have, but make the starting point your customer and what their needs are. And then you're already on the path of creating something far more valuable for them, especially now when it's so, it's even easier now than ever before to see what's authentic and what's not authentic. You know, the companies that are really trying to connect with their customers in a meaningful way and really try and be there as a support and provide value. And the companies that maybe are still trying to move forward as like business as usual, they might feel a little tone deaf. They might feel like they're not really understanding the situation that their customers are in because they're kind of continuing with business as usual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And do you see that, um, that your, the companies you, you work with, I guess they, um, they all react in different ways or do you think that most of, yeah. And yes, um, do. Do, do you feel that they are already starting to think about the future? Or are we still on like crisis mode or no, what are we doing? Should we, are they, are they already starting to plan like the after, I mean, when the words open up again, I guess. And I won't, don't really want to say the after crisis because I think there's definitely like the health crisis right now and we're probably going to go into like another crisis that is going to be the economic crisis. So who knows when this is going to be completely over, but I, are they kind of planning ahead already or are they really much in the right now? No, I would say that they're planning ahead already. I would say that the, the right now crisis moment happened last month, you know, when all this came down and, and there was a lot of uncertainty. I think, you know, these businesses are now, now we've had a bunch of weeks to figure out, okay, how do we have Zoom calls? How do we conduct business with our clients when we're not in the same space? And how do we communicate when our 
customers are are freaking out. We have I have one client who works um, in the food and beverage industry, and of course they've taken a huge hit during this pandemic. So early on, it was a lot about how do we serve these customers? How do we help them? Because they're on the verge of having to close up shop. So what can we do to help them? Now I think that that businesses are for sure looking ahead. And I work with a lot of startups, so they have to. They're they're their you know next six months is is everything so they are looking ahead um but cautiously because nobody knows what's going to happen um and i think you know now you know it's interesting because i've talked to so many friends and family about this you know crisis obviously it's it's all anybody can talk about and from personal perspective it's a lot about you know this is a time if you look on the positive side of things this is a time to reflect and sort of take a step back and evaluate, like, is this the life I want to have? <laughs> is this, am I focusing on the things that are important to me? Am I spending time the way that, that I should be or want to be spending time, right? So from a personal development perspective, I think there's a lot of people that see it as an opportunity. And yeah. the same can be said for marketing. This is because nobody's expecting business as usual. It is a great time to take a step back and think about what you've been doing and has it been working? And are you really connecting with your customers? I mean, now is a great time to to reach out to them and have candid conversations. They might be anecdotal, but they still inform where their heads are at and they can be a really good barometer for where you should go in the next couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, what are they struggling with and what are they scared of? And the more that you can get into their heads and use this time to deeply understand the challenges that your customers are going through, the more chance you have at creating something that really resonates and can help them through this time. And, you know, I don't want to be an opportunist, but um there is a very real opportunity here for the companies that do choose to put their customers first above everything else mm-hmm. and do everything that they can to help them through this crisis because those customers are going to remember that when things go back to normal. They're going to remember the company that put things aside and reached out to them and wanted to know on a personal level, what is it that we can do for you to support you? what can we do to help? It's a really opportunity to make your marketing so much more humane and maybe slightly less automatic than it has been in the past. And you can always return to that, but there's a chance right now to really make uh, an impression, a really strong impression on your customers by being there for them in the most difficult time they will ever experience in their entire career. Mm -hmm. And would you say that this approach is mostly mostly for your customer, but what about like, especially in startup, I guess they are, the goal is also to keep growing, right? Um, so do you see like a different, a different approach there? It's like, okay, we take care of our customers, but how, how do we get the new one, right? Like do, can we do, can we have this kind of same approach and like, what can we do for you? I know you're not our customers yet, but mm-hmm. you know, like, um, what, what do you think about that? What are your- I mean, this is such a good opportunity. I mean, like the, the, best way that you can get a new customer is because one of your current customers raved about you so much that that other person, that other company just says like, well, I have to work with them. So taking that strategy of really trying to create that really concrete value 
is exactly how you're going to get new customers because once you create, if you can create that value and you can show that you've created that value for them, then that becomes a testimonial. It becomes a use case on your website to show what you've actually done to move the needle for a customer in a really concrete way. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get new customers, then having raving fans who love the way that you are responding to something so scary as this pandemic, um, that's the best way that you can get you can get word of mouth and you can get new customers. And then of course, those testimonials, once you help somebody and they become a fan, uh, you can use that collateral across all your channels, right? So what's the more, I mean, is there any more effective way of communicating in a crisis like this than to go out on, on LinkedIn or to go out on your blog or to, to do a paid campaign on social to say, look at how we help this customer overcome this hurdle during this very difficult time. Mm -hmm. It becomes an investment in your future because once you can show that you're creating this value, then it becomes, it's something that builds on, it's like a snowball effect. Right. And, uh, and it's not just about that one person, right? It's about a group of people and then the use cases that you can create out of that and then how you can spread that message of, of your focus on your customers and, and that any new customer could expect that same level of attention and help and understanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I was going to ask you, um, what, what do you think is like the one thing that companies should do right now or focus on right now? It looks like it's probably going to be about treating their customers right and <laughs> getting things from them. Right. I mean, even in a, even when there is not a pandemic, uh, and this is something I know that companies struggle with. Uh, your number one focus should be your customers. But, and it sounds cliche, right? So let's not call them customers. Let's call them people. They're your people. They are the reason you are in business. And it's because you're providing something that they want and that they care about. And making sure that that relationship feels reciprocal, making sure that they feel valued and that they're getting from you what they need. I mean, like I said, in a good time, it should be the number one focus. Now it should be one, two, and three. I mean, that is it. There is nothing else because without your people, customers, um, you don't have a business. And now is all about holding on to those people that you do have. Mm -hmm. And so... Like I said, you know, this is a marketer's dream. You know, you take a million personas you could talk to in a million different situations and you have to tailor messages to all of them. That's not the playing field right now. Everybody's in the same boat. You can spend your time creating quality messages for a couple of people and it's going to resonate and focusing on that. Um, and, and also focusing, like I said, on, on the foundational stuff and, and taking the opportunity that customers are not expecting you to be putting out a ton of content and to take a step back and, and look at like, is what we're doing working? Is what we're doing resonating? Is it generating leads? And, and starting to think about, has this changed anything about the way that we should market to our customers? You know, before the idea of doing every meeting you ever had on Zoom was like unthinkable. And now it's 
the way we do business. You know, the idea of spending all of your time sitting in front of a computer and not going into meetings and, and not going out to lunch and not doing all these things was unthinkable. And now we're in front of our computers all the time. For marketers to think about, has this changed the way that we should communicate with our customers? It's a really good time to consider that, especially if the situation continues in one form or another where people are working from home for a long time. You know, to think about, okay, things are changing. How are they changing? And what does that mean for our business? And what, more than that, like, this is an, it can be a really exciting opportunity. Like, what can we do differently? How can we think about the way that we reach out to people differently and the way that we resonate with them? Like, it's an opportunity to come up with some new ideas and start testing some things and see what works and see if there's a new approach that can freshen up the way that you talk to your audience. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, I like your optimistic way of saying <laughs> it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. And seeing it as an opportunity, I guess, and, and try to resonate more than ever with your customers is definitely a great way to go. So, yeah. I mean, for, yeah. for any marketer who's used to their days being packed with meetings and sitting around and, and worrying about how much how much the volume of what we're putting out and, and we need to move fast and we need to just be sprinting. And there's, there's no need to sprint right now. It's such an opportunity to, to sit with your team and figure out like. Yeah, so sling things down and sink yeah. a little bit smarter, I guess, about what you do. Yeah, yeah definitely, definitely. And people first, you know? Definitely, great advice. And give it to them generously. Yep, perfect. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for all those insights and for talking to me today. And um, yeah, have a great day. Yeah, you too. <laughs> thank you. Bye-bye. This podcast is sponsored by Skona, a full-service creative agency with offices in San Francisco and Stockholm, which transforms B2B companies into brave brands. 